Beer Podcast is brought to you by these cool dudes. Hey, what's going on, everybody? It's Tony from the Red Bear Podcast. It's Friday, and uh, I am psyched because guess what? We got three out of the four people here today. I got Cooley and Ren. What's up, guys? Yo, what's Gucci, fam? <laughs> Yo, Cooley. <laughs> so that was so man. creepy. I don't even know what that was. It was like a shiver, and you might have peed your pants at the same time. Um, Who's to say? Yeah, no one. Only Cooley knows. Only I know. And what's the answer? <laughs> huh? Did you pee your pants? The seat's warmer now. <laughs> and it's my seat. That's gross. Yeah. Oh Sick. <laughs> All right. So uh, this is actually, I'm pretty excited about this episode and Monday's episode because we've been telling you guys we were going to do um, a Predator series and um, we're going to talk about Predator 1 today and then on Monday, tune in for the second episode where we talk about Predator 2. So with that being said, everybody knows I'm a huge Predator fan, um, and I have been since I was a young kid, and I, I can't get enough of it. Um, I'm super psyched about the Predator coming out on September 14th, but let's bring it back to basics. Um, Cooley, you watched the first movie completely over the other day, mm-hmm. and the second one. Yeah. Uh, you went straight through. Um, Ren, um, we showed you a couple of the key scenes that you needed to see mm-hmm. um, to understand the movie. And gave um, you the Cliff's Notes breakdown of <laughs> what happens in the rest of it. Word. So, uh, Predator, what do you guys think about the movie just as an overview film? Or just an overview of the film, rather? Cooley, go, you can go first. Yeah, go first. Whoever go first. wants to jump in, go for it. Yeah. Um, dude, like, the Predator's a classic 80s film, man. Like, it's, it's everything that you would expect from an Arnold Schwarzenegger movie. Um, I mean, Conan to me is the quintessential, the quintessential Arnold Schwarzenegger movie because mm-hmm. it wasn't just it wasn't just guns and one-liners. And I mean, he hardly speaks at all in that film. Right. So, so Conan is always going to be like to me the best uh, Schwarzenegger film. But this is, in my opinion, the second best because everything else he did after it was kind of just like let's rip this character out of uh, Predator and just put him in every other scenario besides Terminator. Terminator's the other one, mm-hmm. but but um. Well, he like, did. He did Commando before this, which is how he uh, knew uh, Bill Duke, who plays Mac, because right. Mac was in Commando, so he pulled him into this movie too. All right, which was cool. So, but like when yeah. you, but like when you take when you take this character out of Predator and you plug him into pretty much every other movie, True Lies. Uh, yeah, they're very like, similar. Like he, they're very similar characters, except it, it's yeah, not not except anything. It's almost like you took uh, Dutch and was just like. You know, okay, well now now Dutch is out of the commando business and mm-hmm. he's a school teacher. Now Dutch is out of the commando business and he's uh uh the last action hero or whatever. Like it's it's just yeah, yeah, to yeah. me it's just like they, they took that model and they said, This is successful, let's run with it. Um but I, I just rambled like a fucking madman because <laughs> the point is is that mm-hmm. this was pure fucking Schwarzenegger eighties gold. Oh, yeah. Um loved it. Uh, I thought it was awesome. I thought that the 
the special effects and the sound effects especially mm-hmm. uh, probably could have used a little work because I think there were things in that era that were better special effects in, in, in uh, sound effect wise. Um, but the effect of the the Predator having that, that, that optic camouflage mm-hmm. uh, was actually really cool and it was something that, you know, people mimicked for years after. Definitely. Ren, what did you think of, of what you saw? Yeah. <laughs> I think I came into it too late, like as mm-hmm. a child and you had the comics and getting into it, it must have been like, this is the best thing ever. Yeah. Whoa, this is crazy. But just seeing the parts that I did and then hearing like the cliff notes on it, it's so ridiculously vague. It's like, oh, we don't know where the alien came from. He's just there. Mm-hmm. And these guys go into the the jungle or what have you to execute this plan that's not really the plan and oh man an alien comes and pretty much kills everyone except for arnold schwarzenegger right. i was like that is a vague ass setup that's just all action they were right, like right. we want it was basically like we want arnold schwarzenegger for a movie where he just kills people cool let's do that uh let's make it military theme um but also there's gonna be someone to beat him and no one's gonna beat him so let's make it an, an alien because that makes sense like yeah. it's it's really goofy when you look at it in a grand scheme kind of way. Yeah. But it's fun. The his awful dad jokes are hilarious. <laughs> yeah. Like they're the they're worst, great, so they're, they're funny. Stick around. Oh, it's the yeah. best. Dude, the be- the the best to me, the best part to me in this film though, like the funniest part, let's put it that way. Not mm-hmm. the best cuz there were I there were a lot of really cool scenes, but the best part to me in this film and the funniest part was in the beginning in the beginning of the movie when uh when Dutch runs into Dylan yeah. for the first time yeah. and they, they size each other up and then they, they fucking like, they do this thing where they like kind of like do this like handshake where it's more of an arm wrestle yeah. and they just focus on their arm. It's like, it like the sound effect when they do it, it's like, whoosh, yeah, yeah. And then it just focuses on the arm and they're like tensed up and like the, the you know, that's one of the most, and, that's one of the most iconic handshakes of all time. Yeah. So, and like when, when I met Carl Weathers at Comic-Con, um, he went yeah, in. Yeah, you the, did that. He went in for the regular handshake, and I went in like this, and I was like, "I got to do the predator handshake." And he, he goes, "I go, I'm a big fan of predator." And he goes, "Predator." He goes, "My man." <laughs> <laughs> so it was kind of cool to just like I was like, if I'm gonna give this guy a handshake, I'm doing the classic, you know, predator handshake. And he was yeah. cool with it, you know. But I mean, that's iconic. Like, right. That that's like Arnold, like bodybuilder out. You know what I mean? And yeah. It's just like a, it's a cool. Thing, you know what I but mean? But then, like the brow beating, like during the whole thing, they're like looking at each other, and the camera's like focusing on Carl Weathers, then focusing on Arnold, then mm-hmm. focusing yeah. on Weathers, Arnold, Weathers, Arnold, and then it's just like, then it's just like he finally gives in, and like mm-hmm. that was the end of it, uh, and he asserted his dominance, uh, which is obviously, it's obviously how they set up that Arnold is the alpha, yeah, right for the predator to hunt, mm-hmm. um, and. There's a there's a theory online that I totally agree with, and I, I I'm sure you've seen this, uh, where they break down how um, the predator kind of sized up everybody and starts with the weakest first, mm-hmm. and then moves on and kills each person individual, like each person by order of the hierarchy. Yeah, yeah, right? definitely. Um, and so like this definitely asserted that that he was definitely top dog. Yeah, right, right from jump. So you always know that from the beginning, but it was still funny to watch <laughs> like because yeah. i'm wa- like when i saw it like back in the day i'm sure i watched that and i was just like yo arnold is so cool and mm-hmm. he's so strong and look at that right but but now i'm just like after seeing like everything that i've seen in life i see that scene and i just fucking i lost it i laughed 
Mm-hmm. I'm sorry, I had to. <laughs> yeah, I mean, but it's cheesy 80s, yeah. like, you know. Yeah, straight up. Yeah, just like Jack, dude, you know, like whatever. Just they, They're cracking on that. It's kind of yeah. like uh, Sylvester Stallone, like being in, uh, you know, that movie where he's like an arm wrestler and the whole time it's yes. about like his arm strength. You know what I mean? So I think what I really like about this movie is it, it it's a very bare bones concept. Mm-hmm. It's, you know, a bunch of dudes who are all alpha males and, and compared to everybody else in, on, you know, in the world, usually they're, they're military mercenary, strong, strong dudes. You know what I mean? They mm-hmm. go in and all of a sudden they take out this entire camp, right? To show you how powerful of a team they are. But there's this one alien, which I think is cool because it's unexplained as to what it is, where it came from. No one knows. It's never explained. I like that mystery aspect, right? Mm-hmm. It comes in and takes out this team that has done so much damage to a ton of other people in the beginning of the movie. Mm-hmm. So when you see that and you compare it going up against this one thing that they can't stop, it shows you how much of a predator this thing actually is. Um, and obviously, you know, you see it's like technology is like more sophisticated and, and it can kind of cloak itself and become invisible. And I think mm-hmm. the cool thing about this movie is you never really see it until the end. You know what I mean? You get glimpses of it, but it's kind of like what Steven Spielberg did with Jaws. The shark didn't work, so they had to film a lot of stuff without you actually seeing the Predator, and I think that makes it kind of more scary. Mm-hmm. You know? Um, but for me, I just I love everything about it. I, I think as, it's a sci- as a sci-fi movie, I think it's a really cool concept. And obviously, a lot of people do because they're coming out with a new one in, on September 14th. So, are there any... Any favorite scenes besides the one that you that you picked out or that, that what you've seen that really jumped out to you that you thought was kind of cool? Like, even though if you didn't see the entire thing, but like anything that jumped out that you thought was awesome? I don't know about scenes because it's all just like action, 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 yeah. action. But it's really funny because they went so hard on finding like super macho guys and then they mm-hmm. gave them impossibly large guns. Right, right. It's like the thing I noticed. I was like, why are these guns so extra large for no reason? Yeah. And it's just like a super macho movie. Yeah. So watching the scenes, I was just giggling because I I hadn't seen the movie before. And I was just like, wow, <laughs> it's all bravado. <laughs> Machismo. Yeah, there's there's a lot of testosterone in the film. Yep. Um, which is, to me, what that that's what makes it awesome because that was the 80s. Um, mm-hmm. It was literally uh, how much testosterone can you squeeze into a movie um, and Predator was one of the ones that actually got probably as close to the the brim, <laughs> mm. you know, as you could without it spilling over. In fact, it may have actually spilled over because, like, even right down to the Predator, the Predator himself was macho. Yeah, you know, like it would yeah. with taking off his gear and getting ready to, and and uh, and I think that might be my my favorite scene. Um, is when the predator finally like you know takes takes the mask off and takes off the armor and is just like yo we're gonna do this like you know you know head up man you know what i mean let's just let's just do this right and and uh it just showed it showed nobility Mm -hmm. because he wasn't just it that's where you start to realize even though he's got armor and like gear and he's obviously doing everything systematically um like you you don't really realize until that scene that there's a lot of intelligence involved 
and yeah. and it's actually maybe closer to us mm-hmm. than we like to think. So so that's really kind of where it turned for me, and that was that. So that's my favorite scene because it was like the the crux of the movie. It just like everything just kind of shifted after that for me, and it and it. And now I, I may not have been rooting for the predator, but now I'm saying, okay, well, you know, if he's if he's a, if he's not alone, if he if there are more of his kind, you know, are there different predators? Are there predators mm-hmm. that are that are not actually hunters, but actually like you know kind aliens? Like like are there different like casts? Are there different um, you know like I don't even know like what the the best word is to use in this situation, but are there different levels? Yeah, of there's like a hierarchy. Personality. Yeah, there's a hierarchy. You know? There's also like typically in the comic books they're referred to not as predators. They're called gaucha, which is oh, you told me that. Yeah, it's it's called it's y a u t j a, gaucha. So um, it's funny too because I was watching a lot of uh, Comic Con stuff about this, and I watched the entire panel about the predator with the cast and another guy who is a super predator nerd knows probably just the same amount of stuff that I do is Keegan Michael Key. He was going into like the hierarchy and I was like, Oh my God, this is awesome. And, and, uh, and Sterling came Brown in the middle of the panel just goes, he goes, Oh, he's such a nerd. <laughs> like, you know, if I like making fun, but I mean like he was like going over everything. Right. Um, and I, I mean, yeah, the, there is a hierarchy to them. You know, there are some that are actually more uh, strong than others. Um, there's like the alpha predators, and they they touched upon that in Predators, uh, where you see one chained up, and there's the other two that are beating up on it, and then they those like two predators get into a fight. So they definitely uh, touch upon the hierarchy and how like the dominance prey off of like the weaker weaker ones and stuff like that, right. and we're using them as bait and so forth. So. That's a whole like comic book like lore where they go into all that and like how they train in their fighting styles and how their whole culture is just basically it's kind of like the Spartans in the 300. They're, like they are literally just born to be fighters, mm-hmm. you know, and that's essentially kind of what like the predators are to some extent. Um, but I just think this movie, when I saw it for the first time as a kid, I didn't really I, I didn't really even know who Arnold Schwarzenegger was. I think my dad was watching it once on TV and he like allowed me to sit there and watch it with him. Mm-hmm. And like when I first saw The Predator, it was just very different than anything that I had seen before. And it was fascinating to me. I'm like, oh, this thing's pretty cool looking. He's got his arm and it's got these dreads and like it's got like a, a, this mandible thing. Like there's nothing out there that looks like that, you know, so trying to find out everything I could about it as soon as like I was old enough to like go online. I was like looking up everything I can and trying to figure out like more about it, you know? Mm -hmm. And, um, that's when I found out that my cousin had a similar interest. And then I started going into the comic books and then eventually like the second one came out. And to be honest with you, I saw more of the second one. I think I had seen the first one when I was really young and I kind of forgotten about it. Okay. The second one came out a little bit later in the, in like early nineties where I sat down and watched that and I found it so cool because it's like they showed so much more of the Predator and his ship and all that stuff. Then I went back and watched the first one again with Arnold Schwarzenegger and became obsessed with that and then it kept going back and forth. You know, and I just kind of relied on the comic books. But I think... Yeah, yeah, go ahead. I I talked to you about this earlier. Um, Why do you think... And this just throwing this out there. Why do you think that whenever there's like... A commando team. Mm-hmm. They always have a Native American on the team, 
Because it's going to be the tracker. And that Native American's the tracker every yep. fucking time. <laughs> yeah, yeah. Right? And I don't, like, I, and, I, and I said this before, I think fucking, you know, probably from, like, the 1900s on, uh, like, na- a Native American person, as, as one myself, as a Native myself, uh, 50%. Don't, mm. don't get it twisted. But, um, <laughs> but uh, as a Native myself, like, I mean, like, we're lucky if we can mm. fucking track a cheeseburger right 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 <laughs> by the smell of it you know what i mean like yeah that that's not it's not it's a it's a myth it's a stereotype and and i'm wondering like and i know you're not a director or the mm-hmm. person that fucking put them in there but i mean do you notice this and like what 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 are your thoughts on it you know what i mean i mean you you brought that up to me and for me it really didn't it never kind of came off like that when i watched the movie and i watched billy mm-hmm. billy is a character that is very friendly with with dutch right right um, they are very close. They understand each other really well. I feel like any of those guys could find themselves out of the situation they were in in a jungle environment because they have a military background and they're special ops and you're trained to do that. Mm-hmm. I think that he was probably the more skilled out of all of them. And the other thing that they showed that Billy had was he was very in tune with like sensing things. You know, right, that's, was, that's what I'm saying. Yeah, but I mean, like, I, but I feel like that could be anybody. I mean, like, did it, the fact oh, it that could, he was Native American, be. like, yeah, I mean, I guess you, that could be at some point of a stereotype. But right. for me, like, I always found that kind of cool. I felt like it's kind of in his nature and his culture to kind of be in tune with things like right. that. Right, and you know? that, so, so, so there, there we have it. And that's kind of what I'm, what I was getting at is like, that's, that's the belief that it instills in people. Mm-hmm. But it's not the case. Like, I mean, like, sure, like, back before the land was, like, basically taken from the Native Americans. Yeah. Or the natives, I should say. Mm-hmm. Um, before the land was taken, yeah, they were in tune with nature and, you know, the everything around them and so on and so forth. But when they were separated from that generations later... That's it's not a genetic thing. It's a, it's something that they did for survival. They had to. No, I mean, you know and, I'm I mean? Not, and I'm not saying that it is. I mean, I, I know it's not a genetic thing, but I'm just saying it's one of those circumstances that they put forth in the movie and like watching the movie. It was one of those circumstances mm. I just accepted. Right. You know, I mean, whether I agree with it completely or not, I mean, it well, wasn't no. wasn't something that stuck out to me. I thought no, it was, it's not it's not it's nothing yeah. to do with you. Yeah, no, I'm just like, saying. I'm, I'm saying like directors in general will will throw that out there. Um, and writers, not necessarily mm-hmm. even directors, but the writers and the people that 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 make the decision that hey, we're gonna have a Native American on the team. He's gonna be the tracker. He's gonna mm-hmm. be the guy that has like all the the special nature powers, right? Mm-hmm. And and then you know, it's it, think of it this way: it's like have it's like uh, it's like White Men Can't Jump that movie. Yeah, right? it's a great movie. Yeah, great movie. Um, and then like you have like you know like the the black guy who's like awesome at basketball, mm-hmm. right? But like you said, that could be anybody, right? But it's white men can't jump. It's Spike Lee, and it's a it's got a focus on. I think it's also like a fragile masculinity thing. Yeah. where it's like, oh, we can't have a white man. Like he's not gonna want to like know what bo- like berries are poisonous out in the wild. Like that's some gay shit. You know who would do that? <laughs> a code talker. We gotta put in Native American in there. But you know what it was though. He was always very. But I always found like Billy as like this, this he was more resourceful than anybody. Like this is one part where they're all like just walking around and he's like thirsty as shit. So he literally grabs this vine, cuts it in half 
and starts kind of sucking on it. And like, then this water comes out of it and he's like drinking from that. And I feel like that's just him. Like he's, it's, it's, it's him like getting down to like Navy SEAL special, special forces. Like how do you survive in the wild shit? And they always mm-hmm. picked him as the guy to like show you that he was aware of that. You right. know, like, I mean, yeah, he is native American and like, I guess that's typically a stereotype, but yeah, I, I get what you're saying. Yeah. You know I who totally... lived off the land too? Pocahontas in the Disney movie. <laughs> For real, right? <laughs> she could paint with the colors of the wind. Yeah. Now, here's one scene for me that I've pointed out to you multiple times. You watched it today. Um, this is one of those moments for me in a movie that is just epic. And it's and I, I posted it on Facebook to see what kind of a reaction I was going to get. And mm-hmm. there were the people that I knew were going to like it actually liked it and like responded to it. It was like last week or something. But like I'm watching it and it's it's the scene where Mac, uh, Jesse Ventura's character, yeah. right, basically gets, you know, he gets the shoulder cannon through his back that comes out his chest and just drops to the ground and he's dead, right? So he takes down one of the big dudes, right? Mm-hmm. And then all of a sudden like, Mac hears the the shot or whatever, goes out, sees his friend dead on the ground, and then looks up. Predator is all cloaked out, and then he does like the flash of the eyes, mm-hmm. which has become like iconic. And then Mac just loses it because his friend got killed, right? Mm-hmm. Starts firing and then picks up the fucking minigun and takes down everything. And I just think it's badass that like these guys don't ask questions. They come in, start firing. They're like, fuck it. He saw something. It just goes down to like military, like bro, badass trust. Mm-hmm. And like, there's something about that scene where I just think is so fucking cool. Every time I see it, I'm, I'm like jacked up, like, fuck yeah. You know what I mean? I don't like know yeah. why it's so cool to me, <laughs> but there's one shot where it's like you've got Arnold and they're all single file and like, I'm just gonna. I mean, dude, Arnold was a bodybuilder. I mean, like he's a he's a pretty cool looking dude because he's jacked and he's got yeah. this huge machine gun. And you just see them all lined up firing. And you're like, fuck yeah! How are there you not know? stray so, bullets that took somebody out though? It looks like they circled around the thing. I was like, they would all be dead. They well, no, they were all lined up. They <laughs> okay. all came in and stood there and fired and that still, way. Still, like, yeah. yeah. And then you, but then it's you know, then you got like that. Um, you got Poncho that comes in at the end. He's like. He's like, you know, I didn't find anything. He's like, we hit nothing. And then you're kind of like, what the fuck is going on? Like, you know what I mean? And that's one of those movies you're like, what the fuck is this thing that's taking them out? And like, how would it not get hit? So, I mean, but that scene is just so badass. I mean, you've watched it. You mm-hmm. saw it today. Mm-hmm. What What do you guys think of it? Do you think it's like ultra cheesy? I mean, or do you think it's badass? Like, I don't know. I'm just, I'm curious. Because that's I, a standout scene to me. I found it like, it was entertaining, right? Mm-hmm. One, like, one thing, like, Whenever there's like gunplay in that movie, mm-hmm. it's it's obviously dated. You know what I mean? Yeah. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Because because like whenever there was gunplay, you could tell like you could see they're holding the guns and they're like every single like bullet that comes out, they're like thrusting the gun forward. So mm-hmm. it's like it's like ha 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 ha. I'm like shooting you. Then it's yeah, and it yeah. and and you could tell that it's a special effect. Like they they're throwing a special effect yeah. in front, like the mm-hmm. muzzle flash, and then. Like you can you can tell like you know the sound effects the muzzle flash all that stuff together with them making these like uh, these movements with their arms is making it look like the gun is shooting. To me, like that that took away from some of the badassness. But but the fact that you had all these like fucking giant muscle men like you know like just mowing down. But it was kind of silly to me that they were all mowing down just 
the forest though like it was like what are you shooting that was my thing is like these are specially trained special ops people Mm -hmm. and without like asking any questions or even like looking they're just like i'm just gonna open fire at nothing i don't even know what i'm shooting at i'm just coming over and just opening fire like even will smith and men in black had to learn not to shoot like nothing and like you know good people and stuff like that like you have to know what you're shooting there's a whole training but for me it was kind of like one of the dudes just got dropped he obviously went down from something. Max saw it and like literally started firing him in that direction. So mm-hmm. they know that something is there because it took out one of their biggest guys. Right. So he's firing in that direction. Fuck it. Like we're gonna fire. You know what I mean? And and whatever. I mean, and that I mean, yeah, it was a total waste of ammo at some point. But aside from that badass fucking scene in my opinion you know what I mean (laughs) (laughs) so you know what I mean like it literally comes down to like when you look at logistics it's fucking dumb to waste all of that ammo and not see anything but it doesn't take away from being a fucking awesome scene you know what I mean like that and I just thought it was cool like yeah it's a complete waste of ammo and he literally was like he let the yeah. minigun run out. You know what I mean? That but shit still. Was, you know that shit was mean? definitely like an America. Yeah. Fuck yeah. Yeah. And that's what I mean. Like and, that I, was, and I think that that's what they yeah. wanted that scene to be. And they Coming completely succeeded. The fucking day, yeah. <laughs> I, I do think, though, um, just a quick shout out to Stan Winston for designing The Predator. Oh, the um, design is amazing. A lot of you mm-hmm. guys probably don't know this. But the original design of the Predator was this really cheesy looking dinosaur thing that if it was, I'll show you what it is later, but it is probably the worst design ever. And if this was the Predator, this movie would have been laughed at. And the guy that was hired, and I sh- this is completely true, the guy that was hired to actually be in the suit of that dinosaur looking thing was none other than Jean-Claude Van Damme. And he actually... Like wasn't doing a good job and the design wasn't working, so they basically fired him and then they hired Stan Winston Studios and Stan Winston designed the Predator. That's exactly what it was supposed to be. That's yeah. awful. Yep, it's horrible. Yep, that was what the Predator. It was looks like a Power Ranger bad guy. Yeah, it's really bad. It's so, got like a kaiju Japanese sculpted muscular body with and, a dinosaur head. And when you actually look at that thing, it was like in a, almost like a red suit that they were going to superimpose like green screen and stuff like that and, uh. and make it like cloaked. It, it it looks so bad if you watch like the behind the scenes stuff. Um, but yeah, they, they, they scratched it and they hired Kevin Peter Hall and mm. Stan Winston and he developed that iconic character. Um, and he also designed... The second one, which looks a little bit different than the Predator in the first movie. Yeah. So, really interesting fact a lot of people didn't know. Um, one of the other things um, I'll throw out there is um, there are some differences that we can talk about in the next episode as to like facts that don't match up. Mm-hmm. Um, but, Cooley, you actually had an interesting point at the end of this movie. You're like, oh, I thought it was like a nuclear b- blast. Like, talk about that. Oh, yeah, like, the Predator blows up uh, because, like, you know, like, self-destruct shit. He knew he Um, wasn't going to win, so he was trying to take both of them. Yeah, he was just like, ha, 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 and like, I'm blowing up, and then he blows up. Well, he was mimicking Billy's laugh, too. Yeah. That's what they do, yeah. Yeah. He mimics sounds. 
And I, but which I thought he needed his like special equipment for, but apparently he's like you. He does like impressions and shit. Yeah, yeah, um, <laughs> seriously. <laughs> yep. <laughs> like Wicked I was, talented. Like I was, yeah, super talented, yeah. man. Fucking. When he gets back on a ship, he's got like a mic and shit, <laughs> <laughs> and he's got yeah. a, and he's got a Fiverr account. Yeah, yeah, he does like voiceovers for the other predators. <laughs> yeah, yeah. <laughs> um, but. But yeah, so he blows up, and when he does, like it's like this big white flash, right? Which mm-hmm. is when I see that, it's like you you think nuclear, right? right? So I immediately thought nuclear without the the following imagery, but then the following imagery for me cemented it that it was a nuclear explosion because you get a mushroom cloud, you get a mushroom cloud, which is also you know uh, a fucking signature trademark of uh, the nuclear the, explosion. The nuclear bomb, yeah, <laughs> mm-hmm. yeah. Like I'm sure that you know if nuclear explosions had you know sentient capability they'd probably get that shit copywritten um (laughs) so that happened and you know they're flying they're flying that helicopter and then they turn around and they they're looking around and they find dutch and dutch Mm -hmm. is standing there hands on his hip yeah looking like superman yeah right the only thing he was missing was the flag waving behind him yeah Mm -hmm. And he's just like, he's like, aha, I am alive. What a fucking badass. (laughs) Yeah. No, I mean like, like, there he is, dude, last man standing. Yo, but this, so. (laughs) It's like America. So God bless, God bless Predator and in the Predator movie for being as as awesome as it was. But it's like the Predator film to me Mm -hmm. is what is the catalyst for some of the shit you get in Hollywood now Mm -hmm. where it's just like. Because, like you said, but it's badass. And it's like, so to me, there are movies out there right now that as long as it's badass and you have some badass scenes, that shit's a good movie. Yeah, but it's still, it's a lot of it's still untouchable. I feel like once it's done and it's done that well, you're not going to be able to, to do it again. I mean, like, this movie was perfect in so many ways mm-hmm. back mm-hmm. then when it came out. Oh, yeah, you know, no trying doubt. To, trying to replicate it. Also, I mean, can we just uh, acknowledge the fact that this is the movie where he's like, get to the job, go. Yeah. You know, this is where that yeah. came from. He says that twice. Yeah. In this movie. What, get to the chopper? Yeah. Well, I, I, he, yeah. He but says he, it once, but he's like calm. Yeah. They got to get to the chopper. Yeah, yeah. But then, then, but then he's like on the ground after he got shot. He's yeah. like, get to the chopper. <laughs> and you're like, come on, do it now. Yeah. Kill me. Yeah, and his eyes do are like it. all bugged out. He's like, come on, do it. His, so, his neck is all straight. Do it. Yeah. And, Kill me. It's, a, it's, it's awesome. But it's... It's really just his face that really sells it, though, man. It's it's mm-hmm. it's priceless. And talk about um, a lot of things that another fact that people don't know the the um, the the noise, the iconic predator noise, mm-hmm. was actually created by Peter Cullen. Peter Cullen yes. is the one who actually came up with that noise, and then they ended up like replicating it. There's a video online where they're asking him about it, and he actually does it live in a microphone, and it's like the weirdest sound. But mm-hmm. he actually, of course, came up with that. He said that he was uh, at a sound booth and they were trying to get him to come up with, they were like, explaining the character and he's like, I got to see it. And they finally showed him what the Predator looked like. And he's like, I saw it. He goes, and the only thing I could think of was like, like a horseshoe crab. He's like, that I saw once on a beach with like, you know, the feet underneath and it was making all these like poppy, like clicky sounds. He's like, so I just tried to replicate that. He goes, and then they had the guy in the sound booth listen to it. And the guy's like, come here, you got to check this out. And they listened to it and they were like, yeah, like how much do you want for that? <laughs> like, 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 cool. Can we do it again? Like, you know, so, and that became iconic too. Yeah. So. It, and it, it, it is a horseshoe crab, basically like the design. Mm-hmm. Like if you look at his face, like it looks like 
straight up horseshoe crab. Yeah, yeah. And like the masks too. It was like yeah. the top of the horseshoe crab, which is kind of cool. So um, I'd like to see, ex- I'd like to do a little bit more research onto why Stan Winston designed that or how he came up with it. Um, there's some stuff out there, but um, it, it's kind of hard to find. Uh, but anyway, with that being said, um, that's pretty much wraps up the first episode, uh, just discussing Predator. Um, and check us out on Monday where we talk about Predator 2. Peace. <laughs>